Welcome back to History List. Plato, who died circa 348 BCE, is the first significant philosopher to record his ideas. He was the disciple of Socrates, the Athenian, who sought his personal truth at the expense of incessant questions for his fellow citizens. Plato later developed his own notions and began presenting these concepts to the public, rather than simply recording semi-accurate accounts of Socrates' talks. Socrates then became a mouthpiece for Plato's own notions, and for this reason scholars often debate, since Socrates wrote nothing down, how much can be attributed to Plato and how much is actually Socrates. Some notions, though, we know are Platonic, for example, the allegory of the cave. In this allegorical model of the mind, a person is shackled so she can only see the inner wall of a cave and the shadows that flicker across it. If she breaks loose from those chains and turns around, she will be blinded by the light which created the shadow figures. The shadows, for Plato, are how we perceive things, and the real objects in front of the flame are the ideal forms. That is, Plato thought our world is comprised of cheap knockoff versions of ideal forms of things. The realm of ideals also explained where our definitions and ideas came from, for how else do we look at two oaks and see them as the same, if not having some ideal definition of oak from which to understand them? Thus the cave with its shadows and objects describes our minds. The flame is the light of knowledge by which we see ideal forms for what they really are. Plato's account is the first theory of how the mind works in the Western world. The term platonic came to be used for these ideal forms, and in the world of love to mean non-romantic love. Plato is also credited with advancing dualism between the mind, the realm of ideas, and the body. But this may be unfair. The school he taught at and founded, the academy, after all, was functionally a gymnasium, combining the rigors of mind with body. It was located to the north, just outside of Athens' walls. In one of his most influential works, The Republic, Plato argued against democracy, as it was, after all, the form of government that had put his mentor, Socrates, to death. Plato was wary of the judgment of the people, but then he was also wary of the motivations for anyone who would seek out power. His solution was the famous philosopher kings, men who ruled because they knew they were the best equipped and not because of any personal desire. This is some of the first complex thinking on statecraft since Sun Tzu in China, and predates the great Indian treatise on the subject, the Arthashastra, by Chanakya, by at least a century. Which is all very well, but just how important are these Greek philosophers anyway, or any philosophers? Most people in history haven't read philosophy or lived by their tenets. Of course, the same could be argued with literature, given literacy rates for most centuries. Still, it would be remiss to disinherit the philosophers. Much of what people knew was transmitted orally, and in this way Plato is exemplary of a gradual shift in the transmission of information. Socrates spoke to his audience directly, 
whereas Plato, the professor, wrote down his thoughts so succeeding generations could continue learning from his mentor's legacy. Socrates was no prophet or a lawmaker, and so the diffusion of his thoughts for posterity is somewhat novel. Briefly, a word on Athenian society for context. The Greeks did not tend to view themselves as such. A millennium had passed between their forefathers rallying against Troy and the rise of the Athenian state. Indeed, the differences between the city-states, Paulus, were so great that Athens and Sparta would go to war in Socrates' lifetime, with the philosopher serving his city defending the walls. While Athens may have been democratic and more progressive society, theirs was not considered the norm. There were Greek customs, language, and habits, the Olympic Games, for example, that tied the cities together, but this was a loose knot of kinship with different identities. This Athenian uniqueness can be found in Socrates' impassioned defense for the men of Athens to allow him his questions, and in Plato's work as a professor striving to transmit those ideas, and his own radical notions through the centuries. He may not have liked democracy, but Plato certainly benefited from its emphasis on the individual. In the next episode of History List, we look at the last of the great Greek philosophical trio, Aristotle, and his contributions to logic, philosophy, and science.